This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Philadelphia Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo! It is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast. It's, uh, it's one of those editions where it is uh, both... Sweet and bitter. I don't know if there's actually a phrase for that, but look, all I know is Friday night uh, watching meaningful Phillies baseball again, even though they lost the game, was about as happy as I've been in a long time. It was just glorious, and uh, obviously the weekend did not end glorious. We'll dive into it all. Fritzy, <laughs> what's up, pal? Well... Only 57 more games until Matt Klintak is fired. So <laughs> I mean, that's the, the silver lining, right? You were the one who was like, hey, give me a top 10 pick. Let's go. Yeah, listen. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, no, <laughs> are you surprised? Look, like, like look, are you... It's just funny because it's like it could not have been more on brand uh, for the issues that we thought. It was like watching last season. It was like the exact same thing. And and. The bullpen and the <laughs> failure to convert runners from scoring position and, yep. you know, the fact that it was like big inning or nothing at all. Oh, and it was yep. just like such a carbon copy. I just feel like we've already – like we're, we should be a midseason form because this is, we know exactly how to handle this team because they're the same team. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say the uh, <laughs> the twenty Man. the twenty twenty Phillies sure look a lot like the twenty nineteen Phillies, I like mean. it, like eerily, scarily <laughs> like the twenty nineteen Phillies. Besides, like Didi, you know, Didi and Zach Wheeler. Didi's been great. Everything. Wheeler, yo, Wheeler was. We'll get to it. We'll we'll dive into I every just... performance, including. Uh, uh, I feel like I'm out way out in front in this bet right now. I feel very good what about our our Vinny Velasquez bet right now. I don't care. I just. I just hate. <laughs> I really, yeah. I, I really do Wheeler hate. It was fun though. Yeah, Wheeler I, was, like we'll get into it, but like to have a dude who just like has a plus plus fastball is like it almost felt foreign to be watching that kind of guy pitch for my team. Yeah, I think Andy McPhail almost had a heart attack watching it. <laughs> I just, I just hate this team, don't you? Like, don't you just, don't, don't you just I, say I'm watching them. Cole Irvin. I'm watching Cole Irvin. <laughs> Fritter uh, fritter away the five four lead. Not that it was a big lead. Watch Vinny Velasquez. Watching actually, I should say, watching in back to back innings, watching Vinny Velasquez and Cole Irvin fritter away leads just felt like, like it was like one of those like trigger type of things. It was like no, no, not again. I can't do this. Yeah, and it's like so sad because I I get so hopeful and happy me too and we then, both were we were in dude and then jack we were in and then like they, <laughs> they even got me i mean everyone expected them to get you we are very open about the fact that they would get you they got me <sighs> yeah well at least <laughs> at least the yankees are coming to town for four or at least hey, the next yeah. four games against at the Yankees. They, at least they they were able to come back and beat the Nationals. I guess that's yeah. good, right? You, you know, I mean, you know, they're taking three or four from the Yankees, right? I mean, uh, I mean, look, if they they, what is it about the Marlins, man? Dude, like, what I don't is know. It? Like, the Marlins <laughs> coming today, and obviously we'll talk about some of the Marlins coming today, literally losing their starting pitcher before the game and missing two other starters. And they still just wallop the Phillies. It's like, what is this? It's like they, it's like they know they own this team. It's like they, they, they know they're not as good as, uh, as or as talented as the Phillies, and they know that that they're in their head. Like the, 
the Marlins are in the Phillies' head. Like, there's there's no doubt about it. Uh, you know, like the, the Marlins suck. I mean, <laughs> like objectively, their their lineup's not that great. They didn't even throw good stars this weekend. Like, Dude, they had guys I'd never heard of, like the the Magnaria Sierra or whatever. Like, I never even heard of him before. I mean, freaking, I, I had no idea who he was. I, think, I mean, I watched a lot of baseball. I'd never heard of the guy. I think the breaking point was Brad Boxberger. Like, Brad well, Boxberger. I know Brad Boxberger. I know, but, but like, he's terrible. Well, like, Brad Boxberger. Brad Boxberger is horrible. And like, to not even put. In the competitive bats against Brad Boxberger is just it's just awful. It's like it's just they look exactly the same. Like it, they can't put the. It's all home run or bust. You know, it still feels like a lot of strikeouts. Is Scott Kingery good at baseball? Like is Scott Kingery good? Like are we just gonna pretend that Scott Kingery is this good player, or is like is he ever gonna actually be good? I mean, Scott, is, seriously, is Scott Kingery ever gonna be good, or is he just gonna be? Oh, this is the year for Scott Kingery. Oh, you gotta play with second base all the time. Oh, you gotta have him out of all these positions because he can't focus on hitting. Well, how would you freaking hit, man? Like how? Like like like? Is, I know Kingery's not the biggest problem, but I'm just sick and tired of the freaking like. Oh well, yeah, Kingery's gotta play full time second base now. We're gonna see. Like a special player emerge, like show me, like just show me there's something there. Show me it's not like why are you trying to launch everything? Why is it all uppercuts and Scott Kingery? Like, well, like there's no reason for that. There's no reason for him to try to launch everything. You're freaking five eight, five nine. I understand you're yoked, but like, how about you're some, also super fast too? Yeah, super how about fast. some singles? How would you use it a little bit? How would you become a rounded baseball player instead of everything being pop ups? <sighs> <laughs> and look, we are. Only three games. No, but like, it's not only three games, James. I it's know, not only I three know, games. I've been watching the same freaking team since August. I know, like I know, I've been man. watching the same baseball team for three years. Like I was, Joe Girardi is going to change everything, right? Dude, like Gabe Kapler was just like, this is exactly the same thing that happened to Gabe. Like it's not, it's not the manager. It's not the manager. Have we learned that it's not the manager? Are we going to finally stop believing that it's a freaking manager? Why they can't get outs in the bullpen? And it's Scott Kingery can't hit? And Reese Hoskins stinks? Like are we, are we realizing it's not the manager? It's not the manager. It's the freaking general manager who stinks, man. Like he has just ruined this baseball team. He's so bad. I he's so bad. Oh, he's man. so bad. I can't look at him anymore. I'm with <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to I'm sorry to go I'm sorry to hijack the podcast. I just I just can't take losing to the freaking Marlins. There was no one there. I know. Well especially when we've waited five months for baseball and then it's this. It's like no Oh my God. No. I hope. Oh my! <laughs> I hope. So. Oh man! Look, if it'll get Clentag gone, that that is, I hadn't thought of that yet, and that is a nice little uh, spin towards the positive. I mean, it is unbelievable, especially when I'm watching other games and I'm like, you know, like looking at other teams and like I don't know, like Dylan Batansis is uh, a guy who who could have been here, you know. Uh, Blake, Blake Trinan. Trinan. Yeah. Blake Trinan is throwing like. It was back to being a witch for the Dodgers. And it's like, oh, cool. Cool seeing that guy who we wanted them to sign not here. And I'm seeing friggin' Reggie McClain and, oh, yeah. you know, oh, just like whoever. It's it's Austin Davis pitching for me. Cole Irvin pitching for me. I mean, it's yeah. just. Until Cole Irvin's off this baseball team, I'm not picking them to make the playoffs. Yeah, that was a mistake. And like, yeah, I don't care. They could make it 20 teams in the playoffs and Cole <laughs> Irvin's not getting you in.
Like, honestly, no team that is supposed to quote-unquote compete should have Cole Irvin on them. Like, yeah, can you see any other team that's supposed to compete having Cole Irvin on them? No, because he's terrible. And Cole Irvin is a waste of time. And, like, so is Vance and so is Pavetta. Like, whatever. They're all waste of times. I got it. I understand. I understand. <laughs> wow. They're all waste of times. They're all waste of times. I got you. Nick was the least of the problems, but hey, still, hey. I mean, Nick, he wasn't great. Silver lining, Pavetta was the best pitcher on the field today. He was. <laughs> no, well, he yeah. Nerys <laughs> yeah. I mean, looked okay. Was... Yeah. Yeah, it's what just whatever. All right, let's uh let's dive into some of the like specifics and stuff. Uh like let's start with the pen because I think we can both agree and anyone with eyes can agree that, that is the the biggest issue with this team right now. You felt it immediately on Friday night when Noah gave up that home you're like, "Oh, well, the bullpen's going to make it worse." You know, they, they're just going to get more and they weren't even, you know, it wasn't even let it get out of hand like they did today, but then today same type of thing and you just you just felt it. And I mean, Vinny sucked, and we'll get to Vinny, but let's start with the the pen real quick. And Girardi's decisions, too, because I did think there were some strange decisions from Girardi in terms of the guys he used. But overall, like, what do we do, man? I mean, this pen is bad. It, it, it's one thing when you come to a season and, and something surprises you. This is exactly what we thought it would be, and it's bad. Yeah, well, I mean, we've said this since December. You know, it's like it, it was so funny. Like, the end of last season, it was obvious that they needed bullpen help. Like, that was, like, the number – like, besides getting another starter to go with Nola, um, you know, shortstop was cool, DD, good, whatever. But, like, the the, the obvious <laughs> huge hole <laughs> was the bullpen, and they just brought in <laughs> a bunch of nobodies. Like, they tried to piecemeal a bullpen together because David Robertson got hurt, and Nishek got hurt, and Tommy Hunter and got Sir hurt. Sir Anthony, and they actually – Counted on Sir Anthony for some oh, yeah, insane yeah, yeah. reason. Right, right, right. But I'm talking like in the free agent market, they've been quote unquote burned in the past. So now that means that you can't sign anyone. You know, you can't you can't look for any upgrades out there because David Robertson got hurt and and Nishak got hurt and Tommy Hunter got hurt and the guys that they invested real money in 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 the offseason and for their bullpen have gotten hurt. So we'll just bring in a, a bunch of good AAA pitchers and hopefully bet on our young guys to be better than they were. And we'll put Pavetta or Velasquez in there, whoever loses that out. And, and, and Alvarez and Morgan are hopefully good. And it's like, like uh, by the numbers, Jose Alvarez is their best option out of the bullpen to get the ball to Hector Neris. And, and Jose Alvarez is good. It's just Jose Alvarez is, is, <laughs> I don't know. He's, he throws like 91 miles an hour and has a good he change. Should be, he should be like the fourth or fifth best guy yeah. in a good bullpen. On a good bullpen, on a team that's supposed to compete, he's your fourth or fifth guy, and you feel good about him being your fourth or fifth guy. Not the best reliever out of the bullpen, not named Hector Neris. Like, that's... that's and Not your your best high-leverage reliever. If if Neris is your closer, you're talking about Alvarez being like your, your go-to guy for any high-leverage spot before the ninth inning. I mean, that... That's crazy. Yeah. And I like Alvarez, but that's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's insane. It's, it is. I don't. I know this is going to sound ridiculous, but it's just not that hard to build a good bullpen. It's, I swear to God, James, it's not that hard to build a good bullpen. Find guys that throw hard and find guys that, that can spin a breaking ball and let's go from there. Let's not have <laughs> Reggie McLean, Trevor Kelly. I actually like what I saw from uh, Guerra on Saturday. Cole Irvin, like Tommy Hunter. I mean, still 90 mile an hour meatballs. Um, like Pavetta, I think still could be a useful reliever, whatever. Uh, Mor- yeah. Morgan yeah. and Alvarez are both good. It's like, it's like just just find some guys that, that throw hard and they they let Robert Stock get claimed off leverage by the Red Sox. Like I don't know, I I would like to see what a guy with ninety nine and then looked like he had a pretty good feel for a changeup could do out of this bullpen. But we're gonna go with what we have here. 
it just doesn't the decisions the decisions on this team just don't make any sense to me and and it's just I think a lot of it is luxury tax related. I mean, that's why Liriano. Well, Liriano. That's I mean, why Liriano, Liriano, not here. Is de- Liriano steps in his pen and is right there with Alvarez as the best reliever, not named Hector Neris. But it's like, no, we're at luxury tax. We don't want Hector Neris, or we don't want Liriano here. I mean, that sucks. That sucks. By the way, I hope you don't own Justin Verlander during any leagues. I don't. What happened? No, he's out for the season with an elbow injury. Oh, yeah, that's a, really? Yeah, that's a killer. Um, I still Big would, I, I still would take him in our bullpen. <laughs> would, would you? I, he could throw lefty and probably make our pen. It's just, oh, it's, it's. I know people love using the definition of insanity quotes, but it really is all that. Like it's, it's, it's the same thing over and over again. This, the, all right. I think they have. I think that, again. I think they have some dudes in the minor leagues and come up and do some things. But like, like we're gonna talk about that. I guess Friday night where he brought in Ramon Rosso, right? Yes. So I don't. I actually. I didn't. I like the decision. I didn't have any. I pro- did too. We, we were in on Ross. Right. And I don't have any problems with it. It's just what you saw there is why it's hard to trust young relievers right out of the gate right away. It's because a lot of them are not ready for the bright lights. You know, like he clearly was not ready for the bright lights. That he, was exactly what it was. And That's he, exactly what it was. Like he's a guy that has to pitch in like a, a, a blowout lead or a blowout loss. Like he should have, like today would have been a good time for Ramon Rosso to get out there and, and get his feet wet a little bit, not bring him in in a 3 1 game. Uh, in the first game of the season. I mean, that's like that's like having me uh, freshman year down in Virginia Beach. They're bringing me straight off the bus into a tie game in the, in the ninth inning, expecting big things. And it's like some guys aren't ready for the prime time just yet. Uh, and me and Ramon Rosso, we're not ready for it. I just, I, I still think Ramon Rosso is good. Like he clearly, to me, it's, maybe it's different than everyone else out there, but to me, it looked like he was just clearly jittery and just. I, that, that was yeah. exactly what I thought, Jack. Exactly what I thought. But but if that situation is a three one game, he's probably your best chance at that point to get a strikeout because you don't want to use your other relievers at that point. It was pretty er- relatively early in the game, and at that point, like Rosso's probably your best option to get you a strikeout given what we saw in in in, in uh, summer camp. So I, I didn't hate the uh, the the Ramon Rosso bringing in there. I understand it didn't work out. Like you know, everyone let me know it didn't work out. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I didn't hate the decision. I, look, I don't think Girardi – I just think guys didn't get out. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, a lot of the the biggest moves that Girardi was criticized for, certainly lineup-wise, worked out. I mean, uh, Gosselin yesterday, Hazley in the leadoff spot today. Obviously, the no Gosselin today was a weird call, but he gets him in the lineup relatively early in the game. Well, to, to um, be fair, it was Urena as a hard writer. Yeah, and, 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 and Walker to switch hitter. Yeah, for sure. Like, there were reasons for it. I, I – I, Again, I don't have – Joe Girardi's not the reason this team is one and two right now. He's not. Like, no. he's just not. You know what I mean? At Girardi, there is – you can't point to it. Like, it's just not Girardi's fault. Now, um, I, will, I will say with Girardi, though, like, I still felt the team being flat. You know, and I understand. And also not not as tight as you would like. You know, I mean, it wasn't – we talked so much about fundamental baseball, and, and not that there were any, like, super glaring, disastrous type of moments, but it wasn't like – we were watching a well-oiled machine at any point this weekend. Yeah, and it, the runners in scoring position thing is frustrating. I mean, today was bases loaded two times with less than two outs. and Three times. Well, yeah, two times less than two outs and three times total. I mean, three times in a game that the bases loading at nothing. It's Marlins bullpen. Not good. No, it's not. It's not. It's not good at all. Um, and like that's where you like it, it, and and I don't. It looked to me like they were just trying to make the go for the home run every time they were in that position rather than, 
you know, like <laughs> a base hit's good. I understand. I understand playing for the beginning. I, I get. I do. But you, you need to get some runs home to put some pressure on the other team and let them unravel. And like they just could never break through. They could never break through. And I like Joe Dillon, and I think I, I hope he does a good job. But it, it didn't look like a much different offense. Like I thought, Jay Bruce hit the ball hard, but. <laughs> Like Bryce had the the shot today, which was great. Um, but no one's really scorching the ball. Hazley had his hits today. I think lowering his hands was massive. I mean, you can just see the you can just see it already paying dividends. Um, well, and also just go. I mean, all four hits the opposite field. I mean, I don't know. I like to see that with a younger hitter, a guy who's saying, "I'm just going to take the ball where it leads me and find a way to poke it wherever I can get." I mean, that's the type of hitter he needs to be. He's never going to be a. He's not power hitter. He's not someone like that. Like he needs to be the guy. To, hitter is going to be able to take the ball to, to whatever field he needs to. And I thought four opposite field hits today was nice to see. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he, I mean, it was, they weren't weak, you know, they were, no, well, two of them were like smashed. I mean, the one was like definitively over uh, left fielder's head and the other one felt like he got a bad jump on it, but still got over his head. And the other two were still, well, only one of them was like a real softly hit ball. Regardless. Why did Roman, why did Roman Quinn make two starts this weekend? It makes no sense. Right. (laughs) Honestly, it was my first thoughts. I'm watching. He's like, what, what were we doing here? What was why? And and I and Hayes is a better, at least as good, if not better, defensive center fielder. It feels like too. So, um, I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't make a lot of sense, especially when Quinn's a better weapon off the bench. Like we've talked about a ton of times. Yeah, late in late in games, I mean, Quinn's a Quinn could be a difference maker. So, yeah, it was weird. And especially I, with the extra inning rule, like we talked about. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully, you know, I, I guess honestly, if it gets if it gets a, this version of Adam Hazley out of him, like it makes him kind of compete and work and 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 show up. I mean, that's massive. So maybe it's maybe it kind of jump starts that a little bit. Uh, but I didn't really see anything from Roman that was like earth shattering. No, what are, I didn't see much at all. I, I just mean, a Hazley's weird just though. just a weird weekend, man. Like, yeah, well, let, let's get into a couple of specific ones because because I want to talk to you. Uh, all right. Let's start, with, and we'll get to the pitching in a sec, because I'm sure people want to hear your thoughts on, on Wheeler's debut and, and how Noah looked on it. But quickly, um, I want to start with Hoskins real quick, because I thought it was a really strange weekend for him. Like, at no point did he look super comfortable to play it. Even the double that he had just kind of was like a, you know, kind of a ball he should have gone the opposite way with and still kind of pulled it to the left and was able to, to put it in the right spot. But seven walks. Um, yeah, I know. What did you, well, I mean, seven walks. I mean, seven walks in a three-game series. Like, so... Um, it did make me think that, look, and I, and I thought about the fact that he had 116 walks last year and he was still terrible in the second half, but, like, there is, like, a, like the dude's going to get on base even when he's slumping at least to a certain level. Um, what did you think of Hoskins this weekend? Because at no point did he make hard contact, but, you know, was an effective tool hitter. Yeah, it was a weird, weird Hoskins weekend. Um, like, he he did smoke the ball in the ninth, which was nice to see, but, again, it's it's all pull. And when Reese Hoskins came up, he was a guy that could shoot the ball all around the ballpark, and it would be loud, it'd be hard, good contact. And he's just gotten so pull happy, and it's it's a little frustrating that he already ditched the the new swing pretty much. He's back. Yeah, I know it's gone. I mean, it's just gone. Was he expecting it to work overnight? It didn't look at it. like it's just gone, like completely. It's exactly back to what it was. It's really strange. It's strange, actually. And it's it's good. It's good he's getting on base. I mean, seven walks is nothing to totally. sneeze at, and it's, yeah, it's, it's important. Exactly. It, that's that's important. And if if that's going to be your two hole two hole hitter, that's fine. It's kind of what you want out of a two hole hitter. You it know is I mean? like that's more important than than the home runs, but it's just. It's weird. But they need a four-hole hitter. And I like JT. And yeah, I want them to do. pay I, I, I wanted them to pay JT, but he left ten runners on base this weekend. 
Like I, I again, this is why. Like his bat is special for a catcher. His bat is special for a catcher. Absolutely. Yep. So they need someone that can be a four hole hitter that can drive dudes home. And Reese should be that guy. Reese should be that guy. But he's well. He was. He was for his entire minor league career and the first, you know, year and three quarters, two years, whatever you want to call it. You know, with that first half a season, whatever of his major league career, that's the guy he was. I mean, it's really just been the last, you know, whatever that that second half of last season and and so far what we've seen this year in, in spring and now that that he's been this different guy. It's really crazy. It is crazy. But they they need someone that can that can do that. Because like, you can't you can't keep leaving all these runners on base. And JT was great last year, but if I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I just felt like he left a lot of runners on base last year. It felt that way to me too, and and it certainly was the case this weekend. I know he had the one homer with obviously the three run shot, um, but it felt like it. Look, and I think it's a sign of of how good the lineup can be that the four zero hitter keeps coming up with with runners on base. I mean, we're thinking about how many left on base, and he had the three run homer. I mean, that's a lot of opportunities for the four hole hitter this weekend. You know what I mean? But you got to take advantage of those. Like a three run homer is nice, but you can't leave 10 guys on base, especially in those types of big spots, especially against a bullpen that is not going to be one of the better bullpens you're going to face this year. I mean, this is not, I mean, like we're going to talk, I mean, talk about the Mets, you know, a team that's in your division. I mean, that bullpen is way better, like way better than the Marlins bullpen, like night and day type of bullpen. So I don't know. Um, I, honestly, honestly, I, I, I would put Bohm there immediately, and I know it's a that's a big. I, I agree with you. It's a big jump, and I get it. And I the power didn't really show itself in summer camp. But here's what I know about Alec Bohm: is that he's gonna put the ball in play. He's gonna work a competitive at bat, and I just feel like he's at at the worst he could just go the opposite way and put a ball, you know, in the in the right center field gap and move move the game along. But what what you can't have. Is ten runners left on base, and like I, I, I would just, I would just put Bohm there, and I understand it's a, a lot of pressure on a young guy to, to to come up and be good right away. But I don't need him to be unbelievable right away. I just need him to do a job in the four hole, and that is drive in runs. That is what they need because if Hoskins is only gonna walk, <laughs> which it like, is this what people? Is this what Bobby Abreu was like watching? <laughs> like, just, <laughs> like just always work. Is that what? Like, that's what it seems like to me. It's all he just works walks, and it's good. It's good. It's frustrating when he lets fastballs right down the middle go, or he can't catch up to ninety three and put it into the seats right down the middle. Like, if he's gonna do that, leave him at two. It's good, but get Bohm or someone at the four that is going to drive in runs because I don't think that JT is a consistent run drive in guy at the four hole. Maybe you, you flip-flop him and Bryce, whatever. Um, but Bryce did a good job this weekend also of, of moving guys along. So I'm cool with him in the three hole. They just need someone behind him to lengthen out this lineup even more. It's a really deep lineup on paper. Like, it's a good lineup on paper. Once you get Bohm in there, it gets even better. Um, and Day one, I'm putting him in the four hole. Sink or swim, let's ride. Yeah, uh, look, I I love that idea. And if nothing else, I mean, Boma's has always made contact. I mean, Boma's has always put the ball in play. Boma's has always, um, he's going to give you an opportunity to score runs in those situations, you know. And that that's really what they're they're struggling. They're you know struggling on on finding ways to move those runners around. Um, coming up in a second, we're actually going to talk to. One of those members of the lineup, the uh, hottest hitter in baseball. Barrels. Barrels. 
It's the best nickname on the planet. We're going to talk to Barrels in a sec. But real quick, um, two other hitters I want to get your thoughts on, and then we'll, we'll get to, to Phil. Um, because, and then we can get to, to pitching after. But um, Didi, obviously an mm. amazing introduction to Philly. Uh, homers and back-to-back days. And uh, and Kutch, a little bit of a struggle. Kind of two sides of the coin here. What did you see from Didi that you liked? And, and are you is it just for Kutch a timing thing for you? Or are you at all worried about Kutch kind of looking a little rusty to start? Yeah, for Didi, just... Couldn't have been a better first weekend. I mean, <laughs> uh, launches two bombs, pl- just unbelievable plays at shortstop. You know, a not- couple like really special plays. Yeah, yeah, it's not even. It's not even the the plays were crazy, but this couple of double plays that he turned were crazy. Like the ball at the middle of the Kingery flipped to him. He had to. His back was to the runner coming in from second base. He got across the bag and and fired it across. Just a beautiful defensive shortstop. I love Didi. And again, re-sign him. <laughs> I'm re-sign Didi because there's Stotts, Stotts a year away or a two year or two away. If they can lock down Didi for a couple years, I think it would be great. Um, Kutch, yeah, looked a little rusty. He hasn't played baseball or a live game, MLB game, in 400 some days. So I, I get it a little bit. He's, it's unfortunate because he smoked the ball um, his first at bat and then kind of went downhill from there. Looked like he had a little hitch in his running, um, but he did make the nice play in left field last night. So I, I just think it's it's all about getting his timing back. I'm not worried about Kutch. You'd like to see a little bit more on base from him. Um, I, I didn't see like last year what made him great was he would he sure he may, he may only bat 250, um, but he would uh, walk and uh, Phil's calling it. And it is our distinct pleasure to welcome on to the High Ups podcast, friend of the high hopes podcast literally the hottest hitter on the planet uh what an honor for us uh the one the only they call him barrels we call him phil mr phil goslin phil thanks for taking some time brother yeah guys thanks for having me now phil uh i heard from an inside source that maybe golfing has been the main reason as to why this this is that you've been off such a hot start is that is that true uh, I'm trying to convince myself of it so I can golf more. I don't know. <laughs> that um, is, that is games, the best answer ever. Golf games way on the on the up and up. I've always sucked at it, to be honest. Um, and then quarantine, I got to play probably the most I've ever played. Um, so golf game was improving a little bit, and uh, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe it's helped the baseball side of things too. Well, I mean, you're certainly locked in, Phil. It's been really impressive to watch. It was one of those things where we're watching through the exhibition games and the intra-squad games and just sitting there like, man, our dude's, he's crushing it. Phil's locked in. And then, obviously, you finally get, you know, added to the 40-man roster, added to the the 30-man roster, and then get the starting game to DHing. And then, uh, you know, here last year, but you get the opportunity not just at your first home run in a Phillies uniform, but but two. (laughs) <laughs> first game Phil, yeah. what, what what's i mean you're from here i mean that's been like we all know you we've, you've been on the show before and and that's one of the the things making the rounds on twitter is all the pictures of you back in the day the bird gang stuff and all that and that's awesome what is it like for someone who you know was from here to to not only have that that first moment but but a game like that in a phillies uniform what's that like uh it's crazy i mean i i never i dreamed of it as a kid i never thought it was going to happen um talked about a little bit last year I never you know I was good as a kid but I don't think anyone was like oh man this kid's gonna be in the big leagues um a little bit more of a late bloomer in that perspective so it's just wild I mean I was I was sitting in the stands and uh I wasn't there in 08 I was there in 09 Joe was managing the Yankees I was sitting in the nosebleeds with my brother um (laughs) 
watching A-Rod hit that homer off the camera. I was there, too. That one. I was Phil. Yeah. I was at that game, too. Same game. Yeah. I was at that game. I was in section, like, you know, 420 up way, way high. Nice. Uh, nice. So, I mean, it's crazy. I uh, I, I grew up idolizing all those, a lot of those guys. Um was able to play against them a little bit as their careers were winding down, and I got to the big leagues. But yeah, I never, never expected it to happen. Um, still, one of those got to pinch yourself from time to time and realize, you know, I'm on the Phillies and um, been able to contribute uh, in the early going here. It's it's awesome. Are you like right now? Does the ball kind of look like a like a beach ball? Is this the, is this the best you felt like at the plate in, since I don't know back to the Malvern prep days? <laughs> uh, I feel good. Um, I felt really good last year in AAA, too, to be honest. Um, just, you know, when I was up, I, I did okay. But anytime you can get consistent at bats, like I've, I've been getting at bats pretty much every day since we were scrimmaging every day in summer camp. Um, so just the consistency of at bats has helped a lot. Um, it seems like when you're going good, pitchers make more mistakes to you, too. Um, you know, they've been missing over the middle of the plate a little bit to me. And when you're going good, you don't miss them, so trying to keep that up as long as we can take advantage of those mistakes because uh you know big league pitching doesn't do it too often and when you get them you got to hit them phil what's it like it you know a lot of people it, it's a, kind of a rare story to see someone who's kind of breaking out and getting an opportunity i mean i know it's the first time you've been on the same team two years in a row in a while um at the yeah. you know age of in, in your 30s i mean that's it's a unique story what is it like to kind of grind for so long and then maybe finally start to feel like you kind of found a home at home no less um, yeah, it's really cool. I, uh, I mean, if I didn't think I could play every day and contribute, I wouldn't be playing anymore. You know, that's, uh, that's just the truth of it. Um, I, I've always believed that I could, um, you know, for one reason or, reason or another, you, you don't always get those chances. You got a lot of times you got good players in front of you or, you know, it doesn't work out for whatever reason, but I, I've always believed that I've never stopped believing that. Um, and it's nice to get a chance here. It was, it was really cool getting to start early. Um, with Joe giving me that was nice because, like I said, to keep it rolling is big when you're going good. A lot of times as a bench guy, you sit for a week or two at certain times. Um, so Joe, Joe getting me in there yesterday was big for me. Um, yeah, feeling good. Phil, uh, we got to ask. I mean, obviously it's been such a unique thing. Obviously there's the, this whole season is super unique. But but playing these games in, in an empty stadium, you know, it, what what is that like for, for players who, you know, you've spent your whole career – you know, even in the minors, you're playing at least in front of some fans here and there and stuff like that, and and sometimes a lot of fans. What's it been like, this kind of unique experience this season? It's weird, um, no doubt about that. But when I step in the box or when I'm in the field and everything, it's you're, you're pretty locked in as a player. Um, so you kind of almost forget about it for a little bit. Now it's, you know, when, when Harp or somebody hits a big homer and there's not going to be a million people cheering, that, that'll be weird. Um, but in terms of, like, when you're in the box or when you're trying to make a play – it's the same. You, you lock in, and it, it kind of reminds me of back in college when we just all fall, you just scrimmage each other. Um, empty stadium. It's kind of weird, but, you know, you learn to uh, learn to get up for them and find a way to uh, get yourself going in those in those games. Phil, how is uh, – what are your thoughts on, on Joe Girardi? Obviously comes across uh, – or comes here with the big name pedigree. I mean, he's Joe Girardi, uh, managed 10, 10 years in, in New York. How was, uh, how has Joe been this year? Uh, he's great. I mean, he's very even keeled. Um, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't say too much. He lets you do your thing and he, he speaks when he has to, but you can really see when he, when he addresses the team, he really commands the room. Um, I think what three, three is a player he's one and then one is a manager. So 
he commands everybody's respect um, when you've got that when you got those championship rings. So he, he's been great. I think everybody's really enjoyed him so far, and uh, he's, he's a really good manager. I think his track record speaks for itself. Definitely. Now, is it is it tough to kind of you know when when you go to a ballpark and there's no one there, you kind of have to create your own energy. Even though you're playing at home, has it been tough to to kind of create your own energy in the dugout and kind of get the guys going, or is it has it felt the same so far? Um, yeah, it's a little bit harder, but you know, I mean, for me, it's I, I don't you know I haven't played. I've been in the big leagues a good amount, but I haven't necessarily gotten a ton of starts and playing time. So when I do get in there. I'm pretty fired up regardless. Um, it might be a little different for the guys that have been doing it for as long, you know, 10 plus years or whatever that feed off that energy um, a little bit more, but it's the fans are awesome. I mean, I wish they were there, but for me personally, um, it's not, it's not hard to get up for the games because the, uh, you know, the starts have been few and far between at times in my career. So when they do come, uh, I'm, I'm always ready to go. Well, Phil, along those lines, what's, what's it like mindset wise to have to kind of, jump back and forth you know you're getting a start one day but you got to be ready to pinch hit and you've had a lot of success in a Phillies uniform as a pinch hitter so far like what's it like mindset wise to kind of not know you're you're in you know um, I'm in the seven hole every day and playing second base every day or whatever what's it like from a mindset perspective and from a preparation perspective to kind of have that less clear future on a day-to-day basis uh, I mean it's it's super cliche but I pretty much prepare the same every single day um, starting or not it's the same um get defensive work somewhere and field out there, whatever it might be, you know, get your cage work in, take BP, work out, run, you know, all that stuff we do every day. And um, the minute you slack off from that stuff, it's usually the minute you get your chance. That's just the way life is. Um, you got to be ready when the opportunity is there. So I, I, I pretty much prepare the same way the entire year, um, whether I'm starting or not. You might do a little bit less work when you're starting every day because you got to save some bullets and all that. But I really haven't changed – um, you know, when I first got called to the big leagues, I struggled with it a little bit because I always played every day my whole life. But I've got a pretty good uh, idea of what to do now. Um, got my routine down and all that. So I'm, I'm good to go whenever my number's called, you know, first inning or ninth, whatever it might be. Has, has Major League Baseball sent you a random drug test yet? Or has it... <laughs> no, not yet. I got a couple texts about that from my buddies, which is funny. But uh, I think uh, I, maybe in the near future, who knows? I mean, Girardi said last night you were 24, 24 for your last 12. So uh, it might be coming your way, honestly. But I want to watch out for it. Yeah, it might be on the horizon. Now, this this is a question that, like, if I was in your position, it would it would definitely be coming out. But, like, does the, does the Phillies fan in you ever come out, like, when you have kind of a frustrating series uh, to open up a, a season or whatnot? Does, does it ever come out inside of you, like, come on, guys, let's let's get this going a little bit? <laughs> no, I mean I've been I've been doing it professionally so long now that you know I, I still love everything about Philly, but in terms of baseball, it's uh, it's more of a business type deal at this point. Um, played for a lot of other teams, enjoyed my experiences everywhere. You know, I definitely this has a special place in my heart, but um, it's just a little bit more like work to me than than the fandom it used to be. Now the, the other sports I consider myself probably more in the fandom category, and I'm probably just as guilty as other people of overreacting but with with baseball um i'm pretty even keeled and you know i don't get too high or too low for for winning or losing whatever it might be just kind of stay the course that's just how the game's built well uh, along those lines and i I think that's a really interesting kind of thing to think about because because you do need to save and kill and that's what baseball is and there's 
you know, it's it's such a grind and all that. But this is a, a unique season. There's only 60 games. And mm-hmm. do, do you guys feel that urgency a little bit more? I mean, coming out of the gate, one and two, are, are you going into this series a little bit differently maybe than you would be going into the, the second series of a normal season? Um, not really. I mean, every like you said, it's definitely magnified. It um, reminds you a lot of a college season. I think we're college is 56 game, I believe. And it wasn't every day like professional baseball, but it, it was a sprint. Um, every game means a little bit more. So it reminds me of that a little bit. Um, but, yeah, you, you don't want to fall behind. You know, we want to at least be in the mix and play, play decent and be there in the, in the end. Obviously, you'd like to get off to a hot start. That's, that's only going to help. Um, but we're just trying to enjoy it, um, enjoy the process, because you don't want to – you know, we've, we had a short spring training. Um, it's, it's a little weird in that perspective, and we're all ready to go. Um, but it's, you know, you, you, you weigh both sides of it. We got to run our best lineup out there every day and try to win every single game because it is a sprint, but you can't try to win 40 games at once. You still got to take it day to day. Phil, uh, what has it been like having, uh, um, Didi Gregorius there and getting the chance to play with him and also the, the new additions. I mean, Zach Wheeler looked awesome uh, on Saturday. Um, what kind of uh, you know advantage do you think it has bringing those guys in this season? Yeah, they've they've been great early. You saw that you've already seen the rewards of those two guys. Um, I played against Didi in the minor leagues coming up. He's always a really good shortstop, and he's developed some you know as a much better hitter now, and, and is showing off the power already with his homers. And Wheels is a tough at bat. I mean, I faced him in some early YBPs and inner squads, and you know he just he throws really hard. He comes right at you, so. They're both, you know, big upgrades for us. You see the uh, DD's kind of stabilized the, the infield defense for us a little bit. Um, you know, anytime you're good up the middle with him and JT, that's a pretty good start for your team. Um, so they've both been good pickups, and I think everybody's seeing that already, even though we're a few games in. Now, now, last day, uh, yesterday, obviously, you have the, the huge day, the two homers, and of course, after the game, people start searching the tweets, and there was a lot of a lot of old Eagles tweets. Um, especially a lot about Nick Foles, and I think it begs mm-hmm. the question: Are you a are you a Foles or Wentz guy? Oh, the most uh, important I mean, question we've asked you yet, I think potentially. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think Wentz is uh, a better quarterback overall. Um, Foles is just some of that when he puts on the Eagles uniform, man, it's crazy. Um, he's just got a little magic in there. So uh, I'm all for Wentz at this point, but Foles always have always have a special place in my heart. You know, you win a Super Bowl, the you know our one and only at this point. So I I love I love both guys, both guys, but we'll go with Wentz. I think he's he's going to be good this year. Good answer, Phil, Phil. That was a perfect answer. That's exactly what I would have said. You might have given Nick Foles just a little bit too much love for Jack's liking, but I want to <laughs> let you know that I appreciated it because I'm with you. Yeah. The dude's a legend, Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. That's all Always, I'm saying. Yeah. You know. Yeah, he played the best two games of his life and the two biggest yes! games of his life. So there's, yes! there's something to be said for that. In the two biggest that. games in the history of the franchise, like no biggie, yeah. whatever, Jack. Right. I mean, I would argue. Yeah. I would argue yesterday's performance was more was more impressive than falls in the Super Bowl. But that's just, <laughs> that's just me. Well, yeah, you can done with that. I'm not gonna say that. Maybe if we win a World Series this year. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, sure. He's trying to get you in trouble right there, Phil. No, that's, that's no, what I was no. That's what I was <laughs> No. Seriously, Phil. Um, thank you so much. Like, you know, uh, you are you are a friend of the IMS Pod. We, the moment you got here, we were like, "That's our dude, you Westchester from here. That's our guy." I mean, Jack, obviously, um, knowing some of the people you know and all that. Like, we are we are 
a hundred percent in your corner and super psyched and rooting for you. And it's um, it's just awesome to see him. And we can't thank you enough for for coming on the pod and uh, keep barreling it up, brother. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Anytime you need me, I'm available. Uh, heading out to beautiful Westchester right now, so oh. back, the, uh, back to my parents' house. I'm. You know, staying with them for a couple of days here. I'm probably the biggest loser in the baby staying at home for a few days. But, uh, <laughs> You're a genius. That's good, smart. Save good, the money. I mean, my, it's smart. Yeah, I just, you know, what, I someday it's not going to be okay to do it anymore. Yeah, right. I don't see my parents too much, so it's good to get home and spend a few days with them. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Phil. We always appreciate it, man. And uh, keep barreling up the baseball, all right? <laughs> thanks, guys. Anytime. Awesome, awesome stuff from Phil. I mean – I'm not saying that everyone's saying that the reason he's, you know, white hot is is because he's a friend of the house podcast. But like people are saying, it. I'm not saying it, but people are saying it, Jack. Like I, I'm not the one saying. It. I just want it to be known that that it's being said. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, all I'm saying is that Kevin Franson was once my favorite Phillies utility player, and there might be a new, <laughs> <laughs> there might be a new favorite. <laughs> Well done. Friend of the podcast, Kevin Franson. Uh, I don't know. He might be getting replaced <laughs> by Phil yeah. Goslin. I mean, you know, his nickname is in barrels. Sorry, Kevin. Well, I mean, to be fair, I feel like if Kevin Franson played in this era, he might be called barrels. He could barrel, like he could barrel up a fastball. Like, look at you. Yeah, it's sucking up to both at the same time. It's very impressive. Listen, not many people. Not many people could have pulled that off. I'm telling you, not many people. No, it takes a special, special level. All right. Um, thank you to Phil. That was honestly super cool. It's very rare that you get to actually have the hottest hitter in baseball on your podcast. So well, is, we it, his, is it him or Miguel it, Rojas? <laughs> oh, shut up, Jack. I mean, Miguel Rojas, his name is not to be said on this podcast. Yeah, is it Miguel Rojas is, or Kurt Suzuki? I, I'm not sure which way you spell it. Is it? It's the same guy, right? I mean, there's just same guy. Like, and hey, I, I don't know about you. every time I turn around, Hayes Zagalar just smokes some baseball. Uh, He's just, back. And, and what was annoying, especially today, was like all of them, Aguilar's, Rojas's. They were all those homers that like literally either like hit the top of the fence or like the first row back, and it's like that's it's a homer. Like I'm not, but it was like it. They just all felt super cheap and like. Not like Bryce's like laser or whatever, you know. It just felt like, ugh, really, really. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you <laughs> lose two or three of the Marlins. Is you're gonna have bad, bad feelings bad about a lot that's of things. What you're right. You're yeah, right. All right, let's a get lot to of the, bad feelings. Let, let's speaking of bad feelings, let's get to the pitching. Oh, and, super. and there'll be at least some good pitching in here. Let's go star by star. Uh, let's start with Nola. Um, you know, looked solid. I won't say great. Definitely not quite enough bite on some of the stuff, but but. Cruising along for the most part, and then obviously the aforementioned Jesus Aguilar, uh, the two-run shot. What do you think of what you saw from Nola? Ah, uh, I mean, it looked like 2019 Nola, and I know it's yep. I know it's early and whatnot. You know, it's su- uh, before we get to Nola, it sucks that it's 60 games. I-, I like that it's 60 games, but it sucks that it's 60 games because because like these things take time. Like that's what makes a baseball season a baseball season. Like it takes time for guys to get going and to find their rhythm and 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 just get some strength build up like and the fact that it's just jumping in and every like i don't know about you james but friday night like in the in the 
in the eighth, ninth inning, I was hanging on every pitch like it was a playoff game. Like me I, too. Like I'm. It was awesome. And spe- I was like giddy the whole night. Like it was like the greatest night of baseball in my life. Right. And and today, same thing. Uh, you know, I was just like <laughs> slamming my <laughs> fist in my car as I was driving around. I've moved so much this weekend. Like I'm so I'm so tired. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm not even <laughs> done yet. Moving is the worst, by the way. Moving is the worst. Yeah. Well, I'm not. I don't have to move anything to my Philly apartment besides like a little bit. Uh, I have to. I have to take stuff home to Westchester. Get all. This, you don't realize how much crap you have until you start moving. And it's like, why do we even have this stuff? Um, but yeah, it just sucks because like Nola will figure it out, but, and he'll, he'll be a good pitcher. It's just like the first game, he didn't have his fastball command. And now we lose two and a half, 2.7 wins. You know, every, every game this year counts for two and a, two and a half wins essentially. And, um, but yeah, it's same thing that's, that, that was frustrating about Nola last year was the, the fastball command. And, and what made him so great in 2018 was he could put the freaking fastball wherever he wanted. And he just has not had that since, you know, and like <clears throat> he throws his, his changeup and his curveball are both really good pitches, but they're really good elite pitches. If he can, if he can pair it with his fastball and he just hasn't had the fastball command. And that's what happened again on Friday night was like you'd have it early and then he'd lose it. And then he'd just start throwing curveball, change up, curveball, like just keep going back to it. And when a hitter, a major league hitter sees it enough, they're going to square it up like Jesus Aguilar did. He missed his spot and Aguilar didn't miss it. I keep kind of, I keep wanting to call him Aguilar because of Nelson Aguilar. Is it, I know. Is I it know. Aguilar? Like, how do you? Is it? It's Aguilar. Like Jesus Aguilar. Ag- like, as Aguilar. To Aguilar. It's Aguilar. Yeah. Well, I believe. Uh, whatever. I keep wanting to saying Aguilar because of, because of Nelson, but um, uh, yeah. And it's it's the curveball that is good when it's paired with his fastball, and until he gets his fastball command back, he's not going to be what we need Aaron Nola to be. He. Everything works when he has his fastball command, and he just hasn't really had it since 2018. It's sometimes it's good, but when he loses it, he loses he loses it. Um, and it was it was a it was a frustrating Aaron Nola start. It really was. Um, you know, I th- the first three innings, I was like, good back, good. But what I realized, and I do it every year, is I can't fall for the first three innings <laughs> because because then it makes the rest of the game just painful. Um, but yeah, it was it was a frustrating Nola start. All comes back to fastball command. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Uh, it was less frustrating watching Zach Wheeler pitch. I, it was really fun to watch a guy just consistently dialed up to 97.98, like effortlessly, just like no problem. Um, what do you think of having Wheeler here? I I like the power. I really do. Um, I don't know how it's going to work against a team that's not as good as the Marlins or that is better than the Marlins. Um, like it's, it's really good stuff, but the thing that holds him back from being an true ace is, is the location and being able to spot pitches. Cause like with his stuff, he should be getting a lot more swing and miss than he does. And he just doesn't. Um, so like the, the, the Marlon star was a good start, uh, but you know, you're going to have, Watching him for the first time, really, it was like, oh, this is why he's not at the next level. Because if you're 98 with that sink, with a wipeout slider, with the wipeout curveball, like he should be getting more swings and misses, and he just doesn't because it's too many non-competitive pitches. You know, they're they're he just he's too nibbly sometimes, where it's like he needs to hit the outside corner or else it's a ball. Um, but having a guy that throws 97, 98, like Zach Wheeler is not a bad pitcher to have on your team. 
Um, but I just still feel like that both Nola and him are twos or one Bs rather than a one, you know? And I think, I just think that when Spencer Howard gets up here, uh, maybe it won't be the first year, but next year, I think it's going to be like Howard Nola Wheeler or Howard Wheeler Nola. Uh, just cause like there's, there's, there's that little bit that holds Wheeler back from being an ace of aces and it's, it's not being able to get enough swing and misses. Um, good start, but you kind of see where it's going. And and again, let us not mince words. The Marlins are terrible. <laughs> I know that they just took two or three from the Phillies that have owned the Phillies' soul, it feels like, for the last year, certainly a couple years, it really feels like. But they're a bad baseball team. Like, bad. Bad. So I, I, that does make sense where, you know, you don't want to overreact positively or negatively, but particularly positively to start like that. All right, let's get to it. Uh <laughs> Vinny, man. Vinny? Uh, look, Vinny breakout. The, fir- the first inning, you know, the error, you're like, oh, God. And then he settles down. He got that one just just devastating, I don't know if it was a changeup or curve, whatever it was, that just swing and miss, looked beautiful. And then, and then it's Vince Velasquez, and he's back. Yeah. Exa- exactly the same dude. Well, and it seems like he already lost his rotation spot. I mean, Spencer Howard's going to be here on Friday. Yeah. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah, I mean Spencer Howard will be here on Friday. It's it's fine, you know. I think I actually think Vinny can do some things out of the bullpen. Um, I think having that mix it, like, I know he was bad. <laughs> I know he was bad, but like, there's still some there's that the stuffs like the changeup still he threw it a lot today. Uh, I don't I want to I want to get home. I want to look at Brooks baseball because I want to see what it feels like he didn't use his cutter as much today, and like I didn't see the cutter like. Like we have been seeing it in in summer camp and whatnot, so um, I think I still think he might be their their best right-handed reliever if he goes straight to the bullpen, um, which is exhilarating. I mean, every game's wow. gonna be, every game's gonna be a freaking heart attack, isn't it? Like every game's yeah. gonna be you're never gonna feel good. Like when it was four nothing the first, I was like, oh sweet, game over, Phil's win. Like I, it was me too. I thought that, honestly, I thought the Goslin home run on Saturday kind of was their breath of fresh air like they were they were tight i mean before the goslin home run they were tight same old offense friday was brutal the goslin home run kind of got them started a little bit and i felt like the it was like the i don't know the gate opened or whatnot and uh and it did in the first inning but then you know the those those mighty marlins showed up and it was all brutal so i i think vince in the bullpen could still do some things i still like the cutter still like they throw the change up a lot um it's just, yeah, he's just not a starter, but whatever. I mean, neither's neither Arietta at this point. Like, I'm not, I'm not looking forward to what Arietta's going to do tomorrow uh, night. Well, like, yeah, so yeah, that's not great. As uh, we'll get to that in a second. I mean, does Zoe um, know that we have a podcast going on? Like, Zoe, Zoe's so mad right now. Yeah, well, she, did, did she Zoe, watch? Zoe, we can hear you. Zoe, we Zoe, can hear you. Zoe watched Phillies baseball this weekend and started crying. I'm the same. This is this is where we're at right now. I'm yes. the same way, Zoe. I mean, me and Zoe are in the same boat. Everyone with you zoe we all agree <laughs> oh man all right um all right a couple quick things before we get out of here um um what did you think of the whole uh look it seems like we're not gonna dive into the whole thing at that but you know the marlins obviously that the whole covid thing before the game wasn't ideal uh you don't love that but it, it just feels like with this season juan soto test positive before the start of the game like this is just kind of what it's gonna be and you just kind of uh, Hope for the best and, and, and expect and plow forward, right? Well, yeah. Oh, hold on. By, by the way, 
Uh, Spencer Howard is not starting next Friday. Joe Girardi said after the game that Vince will make his next start. So we got oh, one more. Great. Terrific. One more chance, baby. Yeah. Do you think Girardi wants Klintak fired and he's like, I'm going to do whatever I can to, to tank this season? Oh, dude, it'd be great, wouldn't it? It, I mean, w- it would be pretty great. I, mean, I would have think- respect for Joe Girardi if he did that. Do you think Joe Girardi like <laughs> just sends him an email every morning with his bullpen? <laughs> Dude, you know, you know, like Joe Girardi, we know Matt Klintak, we know Joe Girardi. I think it's, and we know that who hired Joe Girardi, I think it's pretty safe to say that Joe Girardi and Matt Klintak are not huge fans of each other. If I had to guess, that would be my guess. Well, what, is, what does Klintak even do anymore? Like, he doesn't help with the lineups anymore. They're all Girardi. Doesn't make the moves during the game. Like, he can claim guys off waivers and give him more pieces, but like, like honestly, uh, this, honestly, <laughs> playing with this Phillies bullpen is like Brett Brown coaching the process Sixers. Like it's that, it's that level of incompetence. I mean, seriously, it is. They're, like Hector Neris is Robert Covington, you know, like a good a good player that no one really likes. I mean, that's that's how I feel about Hector Neris. Like the, this is the the Phillies bullpen is equivalent to the process Sixers. I it's the same exact thing. Wow. That's dark. Man. Except, except, uh, except the, the Sixers were trying to tank for a top to, top <laughs> top three pick, funny. and this team's supposed I to mean, make the like, playoffs. In terms of like, yeah, in terms of how they built it, like they really, kind of like got a bunch of castoffs, young guys. Who knows? Um, all right, uh, coming up, uh, Yankee series. Uh, I got pitching matchups. We got Jake Arrieta on the hill. Uh, hold on, let me pull him up as I, uh, I do a good job. I'm like in, in Philly's former here. Arietta versus Hap, Eflin versus Cole, Nola versus Jordan Montgomery, and uh, and Zach Wheeler against James Paxton. Four game series through next Thursday. I, like they have to split with the Yankees, Jack. Like, can we split with the Yankees? Can we? Of course they're gonna split with the Yankees. You I think mean, so? Yeah, of course they are. There's, there's no doubt in my mind. There's no doubt in my mind. I understand the Yankees are great, but they're going to do it. This is what they do. This is what they do. They play up to competition. They play down to competition. Um, I mean, <laughs> they're a lot to lose tomorrow. I have absolutely no faith in Jake Arrieta. Like, I've I've been out on Jake Arrieta all the time, but then when I saw that six of the seven Phillies hitters just smoked him in his last uh, tune-up before the, the regular season, I was just out. So I'm expecting nothing tomorrow, like maybe hit the well, over. Well, that'll be good. And then they'll somehow win the Eflin-Garrett-Cole game, right, because they're the Phillies? Oh, they're they're definitely winning the Eflin-Garrett-Cole <laughs> game. You know that. You know that. I do, actually. That Honestly, if I had to bet on how plays out, that Dude, I can't, I can't wait to watch Garrett-Cole. Like... Just just seeing him face this Phillies team is going to be oh. obviously we're rooting for the Phillies, but it's going to be so intriguing. Like it's, I know, it's just going to it's going to be really interesting to watch Garrett Cole pitch against this team. Like, what is it going to look like? Is anyone going to barrel him up? I mean, barrels will, but outside well, outside will. outside of barrels, I don't know who else is going to is going to barrel him up. <laughs> uh, Cole fair. Cole obviously you know let up the home run uh, in his first start, but I didn't. He didn't look as crisp as he did in an Astros uniform. Um, no, I was reading. Didn't. I was re- I was reading some stuff that looks like his front foot is uh, is landing a little bit early and he's flying open, um, and it's causing some inac- uh, inconsistencies in his mechanics, which is interesting to see, um, given that he's like the perfect pitcher. But uh, I'm excited to see what Garrett Cole can do, and I'm excited. I'm excited to see this team face the Yankees. You know, I'm sick. Of, listen, at least the Yankees have talent, right? Losing to the Marlins is one thing. Like, at least. Going against the Yankees will be a good lit- litmus test for this team. 
Sure. Yeah. And uh, look, it's just fun to face the Yankees. I I hate the Yankees so much. Yeah. So. Well, I'm excited to see what they can do. I'm excited to see uh, Judge and Giancarlo back to back against this. Is, this is excited team. the right word? All right. You got any final thoughts? Um. Do I have moving any? sucks? Uh well, I'm excited to be in Philly. So I, I it doesn't suck because the angle. I'm excited to have you in Philly. Yeah, the end goal is the end goal. Um. But yeah, I found my I found my post game video for Phil's wins. I'm very excited to start unleashing that this Ooh, season. Everyone's uh, waiting with bated breath, Jack. Well, yeah, it's uh it's exhilarating. So um, <laughs> it's exhilarating. And as always, get me a top ten pick, baby. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've fire contact. Fifty fifty seven uh, more games. Fifty seven more games. I will I will say one thing, and and again, obviously the whole COVID situation, the Mar- situation in the Marlins is serious, and you know you worry about that type of stuff. But I'm not talking about the COVID part. I'm talking about um, I'm I, I'm at the point where I'm so sick and tired of of people saying like no fans in the stands. It doesn't feel like baseball or or this or that or oh this or whatever. Just embrace this, like. We to all like, and it's not the high hopes people because the high hopes listeners are just like us and they're embracing this for what it is. But like, I, I'm just this is such a unique thing, and hopefully, we'll never see a season like this ever again. And and I'm just totally all in. I'm all in on empty stadiums, I'm all in on fake crowd noise, I'm all in on the unique weirdness of this season. Um, and you know, as long as everyone stays safe and healthy and they could do the best they can with all that, like. I'm embracing it, Jack. I'm yeah. all in. Give me this weird 60 game sprint. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna love it for what it is. And I, 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 I like the cardboard cutouts behind home plate. Like it makes me it, too. it makes it feel a little bit normal. And uh, yeah. I like that the Phillies are, are honoring, you know, the frontline workers and stuff. That's super great. cool. That's great. And so that's, I mean, the Phillies are a great organization. That's what makes it so frustrating that their team just makes me want to ram my head into the wall. It's a great point. If the team were as good at baseball as the organization is at everything else, we'd be a perennial World Series contender. It's, it's you know, let's transfer that over. (laughs) Yep. And, like, this team should be Uh, so much fun, too, because the lineup is just, the lineup rakes. It's just, it's it's the beginning. We can't, like, you know, get get some hits with runners on base, guys. Like, three for 24 this weekend with runners in scoring position, I believe, or with runners on base, whatever it was. It's just not not ideal. Also, if anyone tweets me, this didn't age well, I, I just... Uh, if, I know, I'm so tired I, of I just want to... It Good. is the... It makes it... Honestly, being on Twitter during Phillies games makes me want to delete Twitter. Like, it's well, just... I got one of those, too, where it was like, this didn't age well when I just said... When the tweet was like, to the effect of like, please don't suck, Vinny, and it was like, this didn't age well, and it's like... I was asking him not to suck. Like I was like, please be good. I wasn't saying, oh, Vinny's gonna be great. Like, like at least get it right. It's super annoying. Ah, oh, dude, it's like a guy lets up one home run. It's like, oh, let me tweet. Yeah, well, see, your guys suck. It's like, oh my god, but you just let the game play out. It's baseball. It's not All football. Right. Go finish moving. Yeah. Be back later this week. Hopefully, uh, hopefully things are better. Uh, until then, he spreads himself. We'll see you later.